Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Welcome back to another Conversations About Light. It's good to be here. I'm joined with Mark and Josh, and I'm your host, Caleb. How are we going on this fine morning here in Perth? Very well, thanks. Great morning. Thanks for hosting. No worries. Thanks for uh, coming along and... (laughs) (laughs) Being here. Being here. Yeah, so good. So happy to be here. Thanks for hosting. You're such a great host. You're always so happy, Mark. I am. Oh, it's so encouraging. Jesus is returning. (laughs) That's it. Very good. Well, if you don't know, we are currently uh, working our way through 1 Thessalonians in a series called Living a Godly Life. Uh, But before we dive into today's text, I wanted to find out what is the best meal that you've ever eaten? I'd probably have to say a hamburger. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm basing it on if I had to. If I what's had the to. memory of a of the <laughs> best meal you've ever? Okay, a hamburger. <laughs> McDonald's or Hungry Jack? Okay, the best meal. Uh, my sister was working at what was at the time the best restaurant in the world, and she got us in amazingly, and uh, we went in. And I, I didn't. Nelson, I didn't really have any money for it, and. Um, and it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And we, we didn't have, and she, she got us a table and we were so embarrassed. We were like, we can't afford this. We were flying back to Australia that day. Um, so I was dressed in like Perth clothes. And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, uh, so inappropriate. But that made us kind of look like celebrities because it looked like we didn't care about what <laughs> we were wearing. Who are these people? Anyway, the, what happened amazingly was they just started like bringing all this food to the table and gave us a kitchen tour. And they just, there was no bill. They were just, caring for us because they liked my sister and they were kind of blessing her by blessing us wow. so that was a that was a spectacular memory that i don't think i'll ever be able to forget very good but i'd still prefer a hamburger <laughs> <laughs> i think so. all of my favorite meals are buffets <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite buffet <laughs> well buffet has everything so you yeah. can't uh, you can't say a seafood buffet well, i guess you could but it the is buff- a the buffet. place that well, whenever we travel into Indonesia in Medan, there's a big buffet there. But I also remember one Christmas, I think it was in Vietnam. My memory's short on that one. But having a huge buffet um, for Christmas lunch, just any buffet in general, I think makes me happy. So that probably says something more about me. <laughs> Did you used to, is it you or someone else that used to go uh, Elizabeth Key before it was redone? There was like a sushi yeah. buffet or something. Was that, was that you guys? Uh, there was a big buffet down there, big sea, like more seafood kind of buffet. Yeah, I think we took you there once. Yeah. There's a buffet, back. it seems like Josh knows yeah. about <laughs> There's a buffet, I'm, I know what's going on. <laughs> I know my way around the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, <clears throat> let's dive into today's text. Today's reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-11, through 11, the English Standard Version. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them, as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman 
and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. You are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. What are you guys noticing within this text? I think as we've gone through 1 Thessalonians, it's become obvious that I'm a bit of a, a fan of Paul and I think he's a bit of a, a genius. But I'm glad you're a fan. <laughs> yeah. It's written a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. And in case it, it wasn't clear, I'm just going to make it clearer. <laughs> um, look at Paul saying, you have no need to have anything written to you about the, the times and the seasons. Paul must have had a real clear sense of uh, discipleship and what he taught these Christians when they came to faith. And bear in mind, he had weeks with them at most, you know, maybe a month or two, whatever it was, it was a short time. And he was very sure about what he had taught them, the kind of curriculum he had taken them through, Christianity 101. And it included things that many of us Christians aren't clear about 40 years later. Um, Anyway, simply, Paul is a masterful teacher. He's a clear teacher, and he gets... Uh, young Christians to know the full life that we have in Christ from start to finish. So I think we can probably take um, a tip from Paul on how to disciple Christians from here, um, which is which is helpful. Uh, Josh, do you want to dive in over here? Um, the rest of it kind of sounds like I'm undoing what I'm what I just said, which is to go. Yeah, I'm not sure that there's like that much. Um, how do you say it? Like. You know, Paul is saying some things about, which is helpful, you know, about the end times and how they'll be. Um, but it, it's almost, I don't know if I'm picking up on him right. It's almost like he has to say these things and remind them of these things, but it doesn't feel like he's really like, um, he, he wants to really get into them. It, it feels like it's just, you know, these are necessary things to know. This is how it's going to come. You know you know how it is. But then, but then as he ends, it's like he... And, and I think I'm reading into it, but at the end, it's like he gets back into it. It's like he, he, what he really wants to do is, God has not destined us for but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus who died for us and blah, blah, blah. therefore encourage one another and build one another up. He, he, you know, Paul has this kind of rambling style when he's really enjoying what he's doing yeah. and it feels like he gets to back to the rambling as soon as he yeah. gets back to the life God's called us to. Um, so it's like, you know, you need to know these things, but we can't really do anything about them, so let's not get into them. What you can do something about is, Loving one another, encouraging one another. Yeah, great. I think for me, part of that first section of chapter five, when Paul's going, I don't, I don't know if he's simplifying things down in a lot of ways because he's saying you don't need anyone to teach you long, mm. you know, long-winded teachings about time season. It's very simple. Mm. The day of the Lord is coming. End yeah. of teaching. Yeah. <laughs> it will come like a thief in the night. It's going to just happen. Yeah. So end of teaching. Like it's. Don't worry about all the no, all the other nonsense. This day is going to happen. And then uh, uh, the other thing I'm noticing is the big contrast between those who are in the darkness and those who are in the light. You know? Very good. In the darkness, it'll come upon you like a thief. You, you'll be unaware. It'll mm. be like a pregnant woman giving birth. It just You can't stop that. Mm. It's, very, it's going to be painful. It's, you know, or 
that's the image he gives there. Whereas the believer says, "You're not unaware. You you are aware," and and I guess this is the whole. A lot of the point yeah. of this of this text of this this book is talking about the return of Jesus, mm. and we're not. A, we don't live in the darkness. It changes our. We we're we are aware that death is like a nap. Mm. <laughs> it's like a sleep. We 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 do not have no hope. We are filled with hope. Yeah, because of the return. So. In my mind, it's not that he's hiding anything. It's I think it's that he's making it very simple. And, and I'm sure he, you're right. He could expound more and give a lot of details. But he's just wanting to be very simple. Yeah, Jesus is coming back. Mm. It's a day, and he will come back to rule rule all things. And so for me, I think that front section seems quite clear in some ways to me. Mm. That in in its simplicity, anyway. You know? Yeah, and in a way, it helps us also know what to focus on. Then, as you've so well said, like. If Paul simplifies a really important matter and then fo- and then focuses elsewhere, teaches us what to emphasize, and but just because we are okay with simplifying something, I guess the next question is: Are we okay to also be as interested as Paul is in the other stuff in yeah. in the light in, yeah, in what it means to live in the light? And this is probably this probably should be the text for. Uh, conversations about light because you know mm. two uh, one Thessalonians five five is you are children of the light. Um, yeah. These are conversations about light. So avoid the danger. Avoid being too interested in these things because they're not they're not that useful to how you love one another and live your life out. But be super interested in how to live for God um, and what yeah. this looks like in terms of loving one another. In terms of um, bringing it back to our community here at King's Cross, what are some ways that we can? Uh, live as a community in the light. Yeah, what does that look like for us? I think a couple of things. One is uh, we we could be a, a very hopeful community if mm. this is true. If our hope is that sin will be destroyed, that sorrow will be no more, mm. that death will be taken, that we will uh, meet Jesus, and He will. That creates a very very hopeful uh, community. So I think there's one the perspective on all of those struggles. But two, on a practical daily level, I think Paul kind of, as he heads towards the end of this text, he says like, you know, put on, he repeats those those faith, hope and love yeah. um, ideas. He says you put on the breast, breastplate of faith and love mm. and for the helmet, the hope of salvation. So he's, again, while there's an incredible hopefulness, he's also encouraging them in their daily life mm. to put these things on. Um your trust, your faith in God, the hope which we're talking about, and love again. He just goes back to that, mm. to a community that puts on on these three things, will be a, a community completely filled with peace and joy. The result of living like this will yeah. begin to ooze peace and joy into the community. So I think that while it's end times in a sense, it's a, it's a future hope, but it's also a very present reality that that will begin to be shaped and, and look different. Yeah. And the pictures he gives us of a breastplate and a helmet are clearly, you know, pictures of a soldier. I think I, I heard someone, you, we all hear this as, for, as kids in Sunday school, that there's, you know, the, never does the armor of God have something for your back mm. because you're never turning around fleeing, which is helpful. I, I think, you know, as, as helpful as that is, the reality is what it does have is a breastplate. And what does that do? Yeah. The Bible says the heart, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. Mm. And the Bible kind of, in the in the Bible, the, the heart is 
um, the center of the person's affections and thoughts and feet. It's kind of the core. So maybe we'll say soul or yeah. like what, what when you get down yeah. to what motivates a person, who, what makes a person a person. Mm. It says, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. And so it's interesting that the things that guard us, this breastplate, how we protect our hearts is with faith yeah. and love. And how we protect our minds, our thinking. So there is everything. There are yeah. your emotions. There are your yeah. there are your thoughts. You protect them with faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Um, so how can we encourage one another? Well, we are all going to go through some sufferings. We're going to go through difficulties. We're going to go through t- challenges. We're going to um, go through distractions. Uh, and the way that we help each other is we help each other get redressed. You know, put back on your faith and your love. Put back on your hope that you have in Christ. Because I know that I can take it off every day. I can take it yeah. off multiple times a day. I can forget that I have hope and go to battle without a helmet on. And then it's helpful <laughs> if someone comes and goes, yeah. Mark, I think I think you're just getting punched in the head. <laughs> <laughs> that um, can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Josh knows what's that, what's that like. <laughs> yeah. Let me help you put on hope. Let me, let me just help you gear your mind for the battle that you have. And isn't it nice to know that we battle with faith, hope, and, and love? Those are kind of things that we help each other to get back to. That's a very, I think, a very accurate description, the army one. Like, we're, oh, we're dressed and ready for a fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't put on armor if, you, you know, if you're going to the beach. <laughs> well, I don't anyway, but <laughs> there's a fight going on. And the, and the, the way in which it's happening, is, as you've described, Mark, is in the heart and the mind. And so we are, you know, our adoption as sons, our spirit, our we're born again, we're seated yeah. with Christ, we're rescued, but there's still a war raging on in our hearts and minds. And Paul wants us to, mm. as much as we are, are um, expecting God to rescue us completely, we are still raging in the war even now. Mm. And I think he, he, he frames it when he says, um, but we will to obtain the salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying that there's something still coming, mm. implying that, what we're in now is not ev- we haven't we haven't reached there yet. Yeah, good. And um, I think that's an important theological point throughout the scriptures. Salvation has happened. We've been rescued by Jesus. We are being saved now. God's working on us, and we, He's we're in a war. But He will perfect it and bring complete rescue and salvation. And again, Paul just emphasizes it here that there is a rescue coming, but there's a war. That we're in now, and he wants to encourage us, you know, yeah. to protect our heart and mind. Don't don't be unaware that that's what's happening. Put your helmet on, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very good. And he's doing it for them. Like you asked the question, how do we encourage each other in King's Cross? Do what Paul's doing. Like he's, you know, they're struggling with some stuff, or they're distracted by the end times, or they are uh, dysfunctional in some ways, or, or being a disturbance, or not sure what to. And Paul just he's encouraging them. He has the courage to go. Faith, hope, and love is what you need to come back to of Christ's return, you know. And so I think we we need to practice courage. If someone's struggling th- through some some thoughts or some feelings, sometimes we can philosophize with them, or we can try and like uh, moddy coddle them, or cuddle them, or um, we can try and like I, I don't know. Someone's like, you know, I'll, I'll never be loved. I'm like, no, you you know, you are love lovable and. He's, look at these qualities about you. and Not that any of that is wrong, but does it have power to save them, to transform them? To You know, Paul would go, we know that we are loved mm-hmm. and we have to believe that. You know, Christ is, and, we, and he takes us to the gospel 
and Christ returned. Christ is not returning for people he doesn't madly love. Yeah. So I think the courage to apply the gospel to each other's lives and situations, trusting that when we believe God, yeah. it does transform our lives and it does encourage us. That's right. I think that's because in your heart and mind, those are the spaces where you can come undone and where you can uh, struggle the most. And, and Paul wants us to, to yeah. give attention to that. Yeah, yeah very good. So just in closing then, what is a thought or a reflection that we can go into this week holding on to? I'll make a comment on verse 11. Rick Mark can add something if he likes. The verse 11, he says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as you are doing. Mm-hmm. So he makes this a community project mm-hmm. to encourage, you know, helping each other put on that armor, helping each other live for Jesus. In fact, the previous verse was, you know, we should live for him that he died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live for him. Mm. So what is the encouragement we should give each other? Live for him. Mm. And so I think if we could as a maybe think about someone who you're walking with or think about a, a person that you know and how could you encourage them to live for him? Thanks for joining us today. To learn more, head over to perthchurch.com.au where you can find sermon resources that dive deeper into these conversations. If you found this conversation helpful, we would love you to leave a review and share it with your family and friends.